Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Perception, the show. Okay, so uh, we talked about uh, the number one wide receiver on Daniel Jeremiah's board as being Jordan Addison. The number one wide receiver on Pro Football Focus's board is the kid out of TCU in Quentin Johnston. Uh, and again, I think that surprised some folks as well. But this is a this guy's an old school throwback big boy X receiver, man. 6'4", 215. Ran a 4440, 42-inch vertical, 11-foot broad jump. I mean, athletic freakazoid is Quentin Johnson. And I think that has a big uh, big reason as to why PFF has them as him as their number one wide receiver on the board. Uh, but it's interesting though, Matt, I know you probably don't necessarily agree with that. And also Daniel Jeremiah has got him uh, teetering there at the end of the first round, potentially second round pick. Yeah, I think that's probably closer to the range I'm at with Quinton Johnston. Um, I think he does. He's, he's a limited route runner from like a exposure standpoint. Um, almost 69% of his routes were either a screen, slant, curl, or nine route. I mean, that is very uh, small handful of routes. It's yeah. not going to be a ton of like, not a ton of advanced stuff with him. Definitely like a elementary, rudimentary route tree. And by the way, I am still very scarred from Big Twelve receivers from like <laughs> the 2016 <laughs> class. Like, okay, Josh Doxton was really good in reception perception at 2016 class. 
And it was always just like, is Josh Doxson really good? Or is the big 12 just not playing defense? Corey Coleman <laughs> is right. Corey Coleman good. Or does nobody in this conference play defense? And it really hasn't changed very much, by the way. Like, I mean, Sterling yeah. Shepard's like the best receiver maybe to come out of the big 12 recently. I, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's worth, it's worth noting that when we're talking about this guy, just cause his success rate versus man is pretty good. I mean, 74.7% success rate versus man, very good. Um, but 74.6% success rate versus zone, not as good. 69% success rate versus press, that's fine, but it's not great. So, like, yeah. I think he shows ability. But by the way, look, those routes that he runs, the curl route success rate, not very good. But um, slants, goes, posts unbelievably high success rate corner routes when you limited see them high success rate um so he's he can definitely burn he could definitely beat you on crossing routes from a route running perspective i think there is something to work with here um the two things that i think i struggle with the most james is that he's a good after catch player um yeah. I'm not sure that that's going to translate as great as it. Like his missed tackle data is going to be nuts. He was brought down on first contact on like 46% of his in-space attempts in reception perception. It's it's good stuff. I know other outlets are going to have him even higher from a yak perspective. But, you know, he runs into contact a lot. You know, how you hmm. kind of like – like we kind of bitch at running backs for, you know, seeking contact or quarterbacks yeah, yeah, especially yeah. that like seek contact. He kind of does that as a receiver when sometimes I'm like, just get up field. Like just just – just go. You can outrun all these guys. You don't have to take them on from a contact perspective. But that's nitpicky. The biggest problem, James, is that the ball skills are really weird. I mean, he's a body catcher. Mm, we talk okay. about that vertical jump, and he has a 96th percentile wingspan. He just lets everything get into He'll leap up and then still body catch that ball. Oh, like yeah. He will, he's he will just – he does not extend enough – he does it occasionally, so I don't know if that's like a you can coach that out of him or if it's a habit thing that's going to be tough to break. But I think that's probably the thing that's that's going to really help unlock his ceiling. Isn't that that's basically Mike Williams, is it not? Like Mike Williams is a jump ball body catcher, if that makes any sense. Like he doesn't like high point too many footballs. Yeah, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. And and Mike Williams has just been great at boxing guys out. I think he's gotten a little bit better at it the longer his career has gone on, which again makes you wonder with Quinton Johnston, it, can he be that guy? But man, I mean, that's actually not a bad player comparison. But but Quinton Johnston is definitely more twitched up and more explosive than Mike Williams is. Yeah, and listen, man. Again, we talk about uh, you know, d did he have any plays that just made you say, "Wow"? Quentin Johnson's got a lot of those. Plays. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, he's got a lot of those plays. But that being said, back to your Big Twelve point, um, and I think anyone who who watches Big Twelve football would agree, it's just a wide open style of football uh, for the most part there uh, in that conference, you know. And I don't think, look, man, Sonny Dykes and T. Look, they're not running anything complicated, okay? It's the most vanilla-ass offense you're ever going to see. Yeah. Um, and they ask Quentin Johnson. Um, I'm not, and Matt, you've seen a lot of this now with, with Quentin Johnson going through this tape. But it's like they're, they're, the route concepts are super basic. There's nothing complicated. There's not a ton of movement uh, pre-snap. And they just tell Quentin Johnson to go up and get it. 
Um, I think the quarterback play actually at TCU was pretty good this year, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought, uh, I can't remember the quarterback's name right now. Max Duggan. Max Duggan uh, did a great job reading defenses and throwing to open guys, you know? Um, But I didn't think the, I don't think the offensive concepts were complicated at all. It was a lot of, a lot of underneath and vertical type stuff. Uh, Quentin Johnson, I thought did an awesome job doing that kind of Mike Williams impersonation, man, like going up body and guys, uh, and just playing big boy football uh, over the top. But he's also doing that against these like 5'10 DBs, right? So when that happens at the NFL, is he going to be able to do it? I don't know. I don't know. Matt, what are your thoughts kind of like in that contested catch area? You think he's going to be able to kind of, again, beat DBs over the top? Because as you pointed out, does a lot of body catching, man. Yeah, 44.4% contested catch rate for me. Um, you know, High drop rate as well. I, the ball skills are definitely a question. Um, I honestly, I, I think he's pretty comparable to like Christian Watson last year. And obviously Christian okay. Watson ended up having a really efficient rookie year. Uh, we talked about him on this show is like, it's not a lot of complicated routes. It's slants, it's crossers. Um, it's, it's go routes, it's deep overs. But I think in the right environment, you could have Quinton Johnston do a lot of that stuff too. Like what I was said about Christian Watson, the stuff that impressed me the most with him was not, as a vertical player, it was actually as like after catch, get him out in space type. And I think Quinton Johnston is more impressive in space than he is necessarily in the vertical game. Although he's going to have those flashes just like Christian Watson. Like they're all on the Martavis Bryant axis of receivers. These type of guys that are (laughs) a little mistake prone, um, but show you some freaky ability with a little bit and with more route nuance out of these guys, they would be great. That's always tough. It's tough to project. It was sure as hell tough to project Christian Christian Watson from North Dakota state to the NFL. It's tough to project Quentin Johnston from this Sonny Dykes offense, TCU offense to the damn NFL and Christian Watson. Like I know he dealt with injuries, but he struggled to get going at first. It was in the back half of the year that he was really awesome. And, um, even still, I think he's got stuff to work on in his game. But yeah, Quentin Johnson, I think to me, he's going to be like he's going to be he's going to be in that when I rank the classes together, he'll be right around a similar range with like Christian Watson. But I think maybe a little bit, um, you know, maybe a little bit better. I, I, let me ask you this, James: Would you rather yeah. don't think don't think about what they were in the NFL? Think okay. about his prospects. Better prospect: Traylon Burks or Quentin Johnston? Um, ooh. That's an interest. That's a good one. Um, you know, I'm going to go Johnston because he's just way just again, the game tape maybe doesn't show it. Uh, but I thought he was just, I mean, obviously he tested as a much freakier athlete. I mean, this is a rare athletic combination we got here with Quentin Johnston, man, size and speed. You hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including NexGuard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. 
So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com and promo code PODCAST. I agree with you. I, th- I think I liked Burks' ability more as like a, a big slot and like reliable player. But, you know, the Titans are having him play X receiver. So I'm yeah. probably lower on I was lower on Burks in consensus last year, and I'm probably lower yeah, on really consensus. Yeah, I'm definitely probably lower, but I still think he's a slightly better prospect, maybe than than Quinton Johnston. But yeah, all like the similar range of these guys, like George Pickens last year, similar um, X receiver type. But yeah, to, I think yeah. Martavis Bryant, Christian Watson, Quinton Johnston, all the same bucket of receivers. Um, and yeah, just just based on the reception perception data, he's he's one that's worth. Uh, subscribing and checking out the full profile because the success rates are are interesting, right? Like I said, that 74.7% success rate versus man is really promising. But when you break it down route by route, it is much like Christian Watson. It's it's uh, on a smaller handful of routes. Okay, so uh, I, I, just with his size and speed, and so I can't see him getting past like pick 16. Pittsburgh is probably going to be looking – I think at, at a player like this, right? Uh, I think Pittsburgh. Oh, I feel Pittsburgh like Pittsburgh. Picks, do, Pittsburgh does not need any more receivers. I mean, I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. I, I feel like um, maybe. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they want to load up. There well, there's on, Washington is 16. Pittsburgh is 17. But yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, I, I think I think Detroit. Uh, DJ Chark leaves. You know, um, I can't, look. Just with the size and speed and that athletic profile, I, I find it very difficult to believe that he's going to get outside of the middle picks there. Um, I mean, there are teams that don't obviously need, particularly need him, but like, let's say Tampa Bay at like 19 and they want to develop a guy, you know, um, they don't need that pick. Uh, but then again, at the same time, they also have an aging group of wide receivers, right? So, uh, if they feel like Johnston is is somebody that they could develop, that that's a uh, a good pick for them there at 19. Uh, but then if you get to the bottom of the first round, then it starts getting really really interesting. Um, I know Jacksonville has Calvin Ridley there, and they've got Christian Kirk. But boy, I tell you, throwing a guy like like Johnston into that mix really load up uh, and let Trevor Lawrence cook. I think the Giants have a clue. I mean, oh my God, do they have a need? Uh, for a yeah, player like this, a thousand slot outside. receiver offense, the all slot yes. offense they've got going on in New York right now, and all of them injury prone, <laughs> like slot injury prone guys. Yes, yeah, sign sign me up, New York. Um, but I mean, even Buffalo wouldn't wouldn't you love to see the, somebody like this uh, opposite of Stefan Diggs in Buffalo? Yeah, and I mean, I think he could like take the job from Gabe Davis midseason. Like, you wouldn't have yep. to throw him out there week one. Um, exactly. I, I like that a lot because uh, I mean, that's he basically just again give you a more explosive version of what you already have in Gabe Davis. Um, so maybe it's a little redundant. I, I think they could they could probably use somebody who separates a little more. And I know the yeah. Chargers definitely could use more of a separator, but like size and speed would be a welcome, especially speed and vertical speed. ability oh, would God, be a welcome speed. addition to their receiver core at twenty one. And I kind of think they have to earmark. Um, you know, receiver at that pick potentially like the chargers. <laughs> I don't know why the chargers still are like, yeah, let's try to add some defensive players. Like you're never stopping <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. You have to st- outscore Patrick Mahomes in your own division for the next 10 years. Can yeah. you maybe, maybe, maybe prioritize like the third receiver position? That would be nice. 
I wonder too, I don't know what running backs would be available, but it's a pretty deep running back class. I wonder if the Chargers will look at running back there with the uh, the, the newfound drama uh, with Austin Eckler. I, I just, I wonder uh, if that is yeah. a position that they'll be looking at there. Um, anyways, Quentin Johnson, uh, I think can go in a lot of different spots. Uh, he's a player that is... Uh, got some, uh, again, some questionable skills, but the measurables are off the charts. I, I just, how do these teams measure that? I don't know. We're going to find out. I think this is a, a player that, uh, I mean, PFS has projected as a top 10 pick. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah has him almost outside of the first round. <laughs> so uh, there's, there's pretty wide variance there. Uh, 